this is just to save audio. Welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of The Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of vintage Star Wars collectibles. Welcome back to another edition of IC Star Wars. This is going to be episode 12. We are going to be interviewing Ian Sanderson as the special guest star today of Ian's Display Accessories. He is also a vintage Star Wars collector. So we're going to talk to him about his collection, what got him into collecting, and what his favorite items are. We're also going to try a brand new segment this week. It's called... Hmm... I don't really have a name for it, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick out a character. This character is going to be Ramba this week. Ramba the Ewok, not the vacuum cleaner. But uh, I'm going to pick out a character, Ramba, and I'm going to tell you everything I've been able to find out or that I know about him. I'm starting with Ramba this week, and I will go through all the characters of the vintage Star Wars line, including the droids and Ewoks. Um, I'm going to start with Ramba this week because Ramba is very, very easy. So let's hop right into it. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight, with the Force as an ally, will conquer Vader and his Emperor. If you end your training now, if you choose the quick and easy path, as Vader did, you will become an agent of evil. Well, let's jump right into your Jedi training with Ramba. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a little bit about the character. I'm going to tell you some stuff I find online, and I'm going to read back to you the Wikipedia entry so we all know what Ramba's about. Wikipedia, if you guys don't know, it's uh, starwars.fandom.com. You can look it up. You can look up pretty much anything there. It'll tell you legends and canon information about your characters. Um, we're going to listen to only the canon information because I'm old school, but if you want to check out the legends, they're wonderful. They're great stories, and you could just uh, click on the tab there on uh, wikipedia.com well starwars.fandom.com um, let's go into Ramba Ramba was a male Ewok from Endor a hunter he once slew a boar wolf and then fashioned a knife from one of its teeth one night upon returning from hunting Ramba found that his village had been burned by the Galactic Empire whose troops had come to Endor to build a shield generator in a troop base. Since his whole tribe was dead, Ramba became a refugee, and he ended up finding shelter in the Bright Tree Village led by Chief Chirpa. After a few heroes of the Alliance to restore the Republic befriended Chirpa's tribe, Ramba was one of the many Ewoks that took part in the ground operations of the Battle of Endor, during which the Alliance defeated the Galactic Empire. Through their triumph, Ramba won justice for his lost village. So that is officially Ramba's story. Now what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to tell you a little bit about the action figure. Ramba is an action figure from the Kenner Star Wars line. He was first released in 1985 on the POTF card. Power of the Force card. It was the one with the coin. He did come with a Ramba coin. It said Ramba Ewok and had his face on it. Um, he only came on the Power of the Force card in a Kenner baggie and on a Return of the Jedi Trilogo card. That's one of the reasons why I started Ramba. Uh, started with Ramba since he's last seventeen and since he was made towards the end of the line, he doesn't have a ton of different variations. So it's an easier one to start with for our first time doing the uh, Jedi training here. Um, his accessories were a hood, 
a spear, um, a coin if you got the Power of the Force one and not the Trilogo one. The Trilogo did not come with a coin. Um, and there are fakes of the spears. I have not seen a fake of the hood yet, but who knows what's out there. He will not have a COO on his leg. Um, he does have a... Uh, copyright the lfl lucasfilm limited copyright in a 1985 on his leg but the other leg will be blank um there's i've seen some vintage mexican bootlegs there's a lot more modern mexican bootlegs so be careful with that one lots of times ramba and tebow are kind of mashed together for some mexican bootleg figures um but otherwise there's no real bootlegs no model trims nothing like that that's why he's one of the easier ones for us to start with so there you go that is all about Rumble. Obi-Wan has taught you well. It is always fun to learn something. That was very exciting. We're going to keep that up. We're going to do it for all the vintage figures in the Star Wars Kenner line, one after another, one podcast after another. But the next section up is the Ask Mike section. What we do for the Ask Mike section here at IC Star Wars is I pop up a post on the Imperial Commissary on ICCC and on IC Star Wars. And I ask you folks out there in Radio Land to uh, ask me your questions. Ask me anything. Anything at all in the comments about the IC, about ICCC, about Star Wars, anything at all, and I will do my best to answer it off the cuff on the airways. Now the thing is, is off the cuff means something here. What that means is I have not looked at any of these. So I will read them as they are. Um, some silly ones do squeak through. I apologize for that. Uh, somebody always asks about what the weight is of a European swallow. But uh, we're going to go through these and there's a lot of good questions and I will answer them all off the cuff. So I apologize if I stumble, but this is just knowledge that I have in my current brain state. <laughs> so let's look up on the first one here. Uh, this one is on the ICCC page. So this is for the convention, www.facebook.com forward slash ICCC 2019. First up, James Azrol. James is actually uh, a cool guy. He runs HSPPA, uh, Horror Science Fiction Preservation Prop Association, uh, something like that. I'm shooting it off the top of my head. But he comes out to ICCC, and it is very cool. He uh, has a whole bunch of props he sets up, lets you take pictures with them. Uh, you get pictures with Wonder Woman's lasso and her tiara, uh, the Terminator 2 outfit where the, the bullets made like the mercury of Terminator 2 spread, like really cool stuff like that. Um, Barf from Spaceballs. He's got his head and his foot, I think. Uh, and a bunch of cool different things um, from horror and science fiction movies. His question is, James Azrol. My question, can you make that image of you, Boba Michael, an ICC 2019 t-shirt? Um, <laughs> yeah, I could make it. Um, I have this image. Uh, George Baeza made it for me many years back uh, when I used to do a podcast called Collector's Galaxy. He made them for all of us there. And I've used that Boba Fett on my business cards and on my my uh, IC Star Wars podcast page and on the Ask Mike section. So I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's a Boba Fett that's a caricature drawn to look like me. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I can make it a t-shirt. The thing is with t-shirts, you need a lot of people to buy t-shirts. So you end up with a lot of the same t-shirts. And since I'm a big dude, uh, they don't fit me. So if anybody needs some mediums or larges that say ICCC 2019 or 2018 rather, let me know and uh, I'll get you some. Next up, Michael Lester. 
Michael Lester. Michael Lester is cool, too. He was actually Macho Man Randy Savage at ICCC. Um, he's a cosplayer. He also volunteered. Really nice guy. He uh, lives down here in Tennessee. Michael Lester says, If there could be one more wave of vintage Star Wars figures, who would you pick for it? This would be Power of the Force. So, all three movies are fair game. Oof. That's a big one. Who would I pick that is not already a character? Everybody wants to say Grand Moff Tarkin, but would you really pick Grand Moff Tarkin? I don't know. So I'm asking you out there in Radio Land, would you actually pick Grand Moff Tarkin? Um, if Kenner was to come out with one more figure, what was missing? Uh, removable helmet Boba Fett. <laughs> That's a personal preference. That would be really cool to see Jeremy Bullock under there. But um, no, what would I be... Uh, Hmm. See, this is the problem with Off the Cuff. I'm looking at a million different Star Wars figures in front of me, and I know all the ones I'm looking at. Um, and there's so many different figures. What is one that is missing? Let us think. Let us think. A Super Star Destroyer, for sure. If they, well, they'd have to make Power of the Force one. Well, there's some Power of the Force vehicles, like the Skiff and stuff like that. Yes, I stick with my answer, Super Star Destroyer. I want a Super Star Destroyer that's bigger than that new Skiff that's coming out from the Hasbro thing, which I uh, bought. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Super Star Destroyer. Uh, Eric Netarostic. Hey, Mike. Just like I said earlier, Eric's a good dude. Um, I've done a lot of trades with him. He's a nice guy. Um, he's on the IC, and uh, I don't think I've ever met him in person, but I feel like I have because I've talked to him about like every day for years. Um, hey, Mike. Just like I said earlier, happy to see the podcast is back. Really enjoyed the last one. Okay, question. Not Star Wars related, but how did you meet your wife? <laughs> don't think I have heard the story, so please share. Um, you know what? It's kind of Star Wars related. I met my wife, Andrea, at a blockbuster. Um, what happened is after college there, I went to Mount St. Mary out of Newburgh, New York. After college, I moved home. And uh, like everybody that learns stuff in college, what do you do? You go get a regular menial job and live in your parents' basement. <laughs> so I moved home. I lived in my mom's basement. And uh, I worked at a blockbuster video. And I moved up uh, to management at Blockbuster in Torrington, Connecticut. And, uh, well, Andrea will tell you this story a little bit differently. She believed that she was the manager. I believe I was the manager, but um, I don't know who's right. But uh, she she uh, came in. She was working after, after I was working there, but she was working before I was working there, but she wasn't working when I started. So I don't know. It's I still think I was a manager, for the record. Anyway. She uh, she comes in and she's working on my shift <laughs> and uh, she's setting up movies and I walk in her sister who actually ran the blockbuster back in the day. Um, Allison introduced us and she said, this is my sister, Andrea. She's working here and blah, 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 blah. And Mike, you are the manager. So whatever you need at all, you just tell her to do. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding about the manager thing. Uh, my wonderful wife who will listen to this because she is supportive like that. Uh, baby, you know, I'm just teasing. But um, so I, 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 I saw her right there. And honestly, um, people make fun or people joke or people say that it doesn't happen. But uh, as far as for me, it was love at first sight. I've never seen somebody as beautiful like that. Um, she was into movies. Her movie knowledge was great. She's a nerd. Um, and she's a really pretty nerd and I fell in love with her right then and there. So I spent the next bunch of years of my life, uh, trying to make her fall in love with me. No, 
No, uh, we went out on a couple dates and we got together and we were together for a while. And uh, just I don't know, I, I fell in love with her and then she fell in love with me and then we fell in love with each other. And we moved down here to Tennessee uh, for work and we've been together ever since. We moved down here with a U-Haul and a busted up Ford Taurus. And uh, we have gotten to the place we are and we're very happy and we have a wonderful little puppy dog and a wonderful house and wonderful friends and we get to travel the world and see all your cool Star Wars stuff. So I couldn't be happier. And now she even has a Jawa focus and a Leia focus and we do the Star Wars collecting together. It's really a phenomenal experience and I highly suggest to every single person out there listening to uh, get your significant other some sort of focus. Whatever they like, whatever, you're watching Star Wars one day and they say, oh, Chewbacca's kind of cute, good enough. Get a million Chewbacca's till the end of time, get them a Chewbacca focus. It'll bring you closer together. It is wonderful to spend time with somebody you can completely trust and love and hang out with and also sleep in the same room every single night forever and not get annoyed at and to spend your collecting time with. It gives us a lot of time together and I am thankful for every single minute we have. Um, so that's how I met my wife. Weird question, but I'll answer everything. Next up is an IC member over on the IC post, uh, Clifton Boggs. Do you collect any vintage Star Wars oddball stuff? If so, what's your favorite piece? I have always enjoyed the food labels and Wallace and Bernie and company medals, pendants, and rings. I do collect some weird Star Wars stuff, Clifton. I collect some paperwork from overseas. I collect some, uh... Candy wrappers, etc. I got a Reese's box bottom that's all greasy that has a, a picture of Boba Fett on it, which is really cool. Um, weird stuff, yeah, definitely. I have uh, paper mache uh, Boba Fetts that were made by a artisan in down in Mexico. Um, all different kinds of stuff. Uh, I collect. Let me think here. What else? Um, I collect swag, so stuff from Celebration. I collect stuff people give me. I collect uh, the little notes. I get written little notes. Um, sometimes it's a thank you note. Sometimes it's thanks for the IC. Thanks for doing whatever. And it, it's really nice and uplifting to get those notes. So whenever I get those, I save them in a book. Um, so that's that's an oddball thing that nobody else would care about. If I kick the bucket, it would have no value. Um, but uh I don't know, stuff like that. I also, as I look around my room here, I have everything oddball. I have little baseball cards that have Star Wars stuff on it. I have stickers everywhere. Um, I have a little train that says IC on it, so it's an Imperial Commissary train. Uh, a whole bunch of different stuff. I have a Darth Vader cookie jar. Um, I'm just looking around the room that I'm currently sitting in, which isn't even a like kitchen or anything. It has no business having a Darth Vader cookie jar in it. Uh, my favorite piece for oddball stuff, I don't know if you count bootlegs oddball, but if you do, uh, the resonator set is awesome. Uh, I have this set of resonators. They're vintage bootlegs from America, um, and they're just really cool. They're like half metal, half resin, and they were intended to be glued together and then painted, uh, but I have a sealed set in baggies, and uh, they're just they're really neat, and they're definitely oddball um i also save let me think i save everything i save everything star wars related just in case whatever one day somebody cares about it or i want to display it or even if i want to open it I, I keep it all never never let any of it go is it okay next up is uh ian sanderson is it ian or Lan? 
Uh, it's Ian Sanderson. He has a difficult name to spell. It's I-A-I-N, but it's a capital I at the beginning, so it is difficult to spell. But he got 12 replies, so let's see what folks said. Uh, they're all about, is it an I? Is it not an I? Ha ha, I don't know. It's funny. But anyway, it's Ian Sanderson, and he is going to be our special guest collector star. His name is Ian I-A-I-N. Uh, next up. Neil Durning, what kind of IC swag are you going to have at Celebration? Neil, currently for swag, we are looking at patches. We had a member design patch. It's got a snow trooper on it and the skyline of Chicago. It's very, very cool. Uh, we're also going to have that as a sticker. Um, we always have stickers, vinyl stickers. We're also going to have an IC meetup sticker, which will just come along. You'll be able to grab that one at the meetup. It'll be exclusive to the IC meetup, which will be at the Hyatt. I know last week we were kicking around the idea of putting it in a Chicago pizzeria, but I already rented the venue at the Hyatt, and they would not allow me to cancel so we are going to the Hyatt it'll be wonderful it'll be on site and it'll be 100% completely free on me um, so come on out buy sell trade your Star Wars stuff your vintage Star Wars stuff on site and let's have a wonderful time I'm very excited for the IC meetup at celebration if you're looking to be involved shoot me a PM a text an email anything like that if you are looking to be on the uh, IC meetup uh, if you're looking to be on the staff to staff our table, because the Imperial Commissary has a table at Celebration, which is very, very cool. Uh, the group has been given a fan club table, so we're going to have it staffed all weekend. So if you're looking for any shifts on that, they are pretty much full. I know we do have some Monday shifts as of right now as I'm recording this um, available. If you're into it, it comes with a vendor badge so you can get in and skip all the lines. Um, celebration, what else are we going to have? We're going to have pins, I'm sure. We're going to have this awesome today, uh, Robert Wilson. Uh, he made this poster. Um, and what it is, well, it's a drawing and, uh, it's a sand crawler. That's a maze with like C-3PO waving at it. And it's an entire maze through the sand crawler and through C-3PO. So I'm going to get that printed out. I'm going to do like 1500 or 2000 of those. I'm not sure. Uh, I got to ask some other people who have had celebration fan club tables in the past and see what kind of numbers I need to bring. But, uh, I'm going to make that a limited edition poster, so once those are done, those are done. The only way you can get them is to play the game. I'll have a game set up. It'll all be 100% completely free, uh, but I'll have a game set up at the IC table at Celebration, and you can play the game, and you will win one of the prizes. I'm also looking into bottle caps for all the subgroups. It is a tall order, and I don't know if that's going to be possible, but currently right now I am trying to get a set of bottle caps for all the subgroups that you can put on a... Uh, a printout of the IC with sections for each bottle cap on it, like a poster. Um, so that'd be another giveaway. There'll be lots of stuff. I don't know what else there will be. Um, there will also be a t-shirt, uh, probably for, uh, the IC meetup. Uh, we're going to take t-shirt sizes though. We're going to have people purchase those in advance just cause I don't want to end up with a bunch of t-shirts. I still have, uh, tub right here full of t-shirts from the last celebration uh with the uh imperial commissary fifth meetup logo with the uh, death star on it from celebration orlando back in uh 2017 so i don't want to do that again so uh i'm going to figure out a better way to do the t-shirts and then there are hats here's a here's an ic star wars exclusive there will be hats um, the hats, the thing is, is we can't put the Lucasfilm logo, um, the LFL with our Star Wars Imperial Commissary and the Celebration onto something and sell it 
ever. And uh, the only way for me not to totally lose a bunch of money on hats is to sell them. Uh, the thing is, if you work the table, and this is a secret that nobody knows yet, if you work the table, I am making a special limited edition custom hat. You will not be able to buy it. I will give them away for free to all the people that work the table. And this will be a really cool hat. And uh, it'll be one of the hardest ones to ever get. And uh, I'll also have hats at the meetup and stuff like that for sale. Um, and I'll also have a bunch of ICCC stuff for giveaways. We're also at the meetup. We'll have a trivia contest. I don't know if you were able to participate in the trivia contest at ICCC. But Kevin Leal there, he uh, does an amazing setup for the trivia contest. And he is very knowledgeable at Star Wars facts and trivia. And he does a trivia contest. And I give the prizes. So there'll be tons of prizes. There'll be tons of giveaways. There'll be tons of stickers. There'll be tons of everything. Come and see the IC at Celebration. It will be worth it. I guarantee it. Uh, next up, Eric Bevelo. How many Bobas would a Boba fan collect if a Boba fan collected Bobas? Look at that. I said that. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I'm very good at those. Anyway, how many bobas would a Boba fan collect if a Boba Fett could kind of... Blah, blah. Oh, I screwed it up. <laughs> how many Boba Fetts would a Boba fan collect if a Boba fan collected Bobas? The answer to your question, Eric, is all of them. All the Bobas. I want all the Bobas. Robert Wilson. Hey, Robert Wilson. I was just talking about you because uh, I was talking about the map or the maze, the maze you made for celebration. I'm sorry, the map. It looks like a map. It's a very confusing map, but it's a great maze. <laughs> Robert Wilson. Which action figure do you wish had been made in the vintage 7785 line that wasn't? Ooh, he just tightened down our question from the other page. Um, I was able to get away with Super Star Destroyer there. Uh, do I just take the easy route out and do I just say... Grand Moff Tarkin? I don't know. I don't want to take the easy route out. I want to think of a different character. Something awesome. Something great. Something... Hmm. How about... I've got nothing. That's sad. Because what are you going to be? There's Imperial Dignitaries. There's Imperial Royal Guards. There's Ewoks. And... Oh, goodness. Um... How about a spaceman? How about a legit, just regular spaceman, like from the cantina? So that way you got a space guy. Or no, better. I just figured it out. The rebel fleet soldiers from the Tantive. Because you don't have them to recreate the scenes. They are technically the regular rebel soldiers. So yes, my question to this difficult question that I've been gnawing on since the last one and got out of with a Super Star Destroyer. Which action figure do you wish had been made? The Rebel Trooper from the uh, Tantive. Especially now that Rogue One came out and he's so much more relevant. They should have just made Manny Bothans and made him a Rebel Trooper. It would be awesome. Uh, William Carmack. Elitism in the hobby. Will it eventually die out or will it always exist? Uh, <laughs> Let's get real. Um, all right, William Carmack. Uh, elitism in anything will always exist. I know some people with a bazillion dollars that are the most humble and giving people I've ever met. I know some, some people with $5 that will let you know they have $5 on them all day long because they think it's awesome. Uh, money, money is not great. It is a necessity, unfortunately, because of the world we live in, and those are the rules. 
but money is never going to bring you happiness and money will never bring you true joy. Um, people will. People will also disappoint you. People will make you sad. People will rip your heart out. People will hurt you. But people will also help you up when you're hurt. Um, so people are the most important thing in any hobby. They're the most important thing in a family. They're the most important thing when you're friends. It's the people. Um, if there are elitist people that are treating others incorrectly, the best you can do is to try to explain to them what they're doing and how it's hurting others or else just to step away and uh, let that handle itself. The thing is, is lots of people throw around that world elitist. I mean, uh, some folks would call me elitist because I have a bunch of Boba Fett's. But anybody could reach out to me anytime and I will give you help. I'll talk to you. I'll understand what's going on or try to tell you what I know about Ramba. <laughs> um, but there will be some folks that say I'm elitist because of my collection. Um, it's just what I can attain. I don't have, we don't have children, my wife and I, and, uh, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. And, uh, I collect Star Wars with that extra money. Everybody would have extra money. Um, you know, kids are expensive, but they're wonderful. And that's a wonderful thing that you guys get to have. And elitism, there'll always be elitism, man. You know what? I'll be honest. Here we go. There's, there's always going to be elitism because every single thing since the dawn of time has always had different class systems. It's just the way things work. It doesn't matter if it is three people fighting over a loaf of bread in communist Russia way back in the day in a bread line. Or if it's two guys in a Ferrari dealership that both want the same Enzo that are fighting over that. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to change. But the way you interact with your fellow people, your fellow collectors, your family is all that matters. And if you interact with them properly and if you treat them as you want to be treated, then you're going to be completely fine. And those people that want to look down their nose at you, whatever, everybody gets old. And when they get old, nobody's going to want to buy their junk because they're mean. <laughs> so I say uh, let karma handle it, brother. Always keep your head up. Always keep a smile on your face. And always remember the next person to talk to you is not the person that uh, hurt you. So don't displace that anger on others if you can help it. It's very tough. Next up, Danny Ketzel. Danny says, if you could go back in time to when you first started collecting Star Wars, would you do anything differently? Yes, I would, Danny. Absolutely. I started collecting Star Wars after I saw the movies. I had to be 1988-ish, 89. Uh, I saw The Return of the Jedi. And uh, would I change something? Yes, absolutely. I would uh, right then go to myself and I would say, hey, listen, Mike. You're going to really be into these Star Wars toys eventually. And I know they're kind of tough to find now. And I know that you're a kid, so you're not going to have a real grasp of money and stuff like that. But what I want you to do is I want you to watch this little company called Microsoft. And I want you to buy as many shares in that company as you can until you grow up. And they will just keep continually going up. And then as soon as you see something called Apple come along dive in with both feet and you buy all those stock shares in that and uh that's all i tell myself 
It wouldn't have anything to do with collecting. It would just give me unlimited resources right now. Phenomenal cosmic power. <laughs> Itty bitty living space. But no, it would, uh, it would give me just a bank account where I don't have to ever think about or worry about. And I never, ever have to look at something I want that's Star Wars and say, oh, I can't afford it. I mean, there's that really cool, uh, there's a really cool, like, uh, pre-production Boba Fett, and it's pink and black, if you've seen it on the boards, um, it's up there for a hundred grand, I think, and, uh, if I was a multi-billionaire, a hundred grand is nothing, you don't even think about it, so sure, I'd throw it away on that, um, but I'm not, so I have to look at it and go, gee, I want that, but, uh, <laughs> can't afford it, and there's always something you can't afford, that's just the way the world works, unless you're Elon Musk, because then you can even buy rocket ships, <laughs> or the Tesla guy, is that the same guy, yeah, it's the same guy, there's the other guy too that does, uh, Amazon and SpaceX and all these different ones, how cool is it, privatizing space, wouldn't it be nice to go to space one day, um, next up, we have, let me see, Robert McGregor. If you couldn't collect Star Wars, what would you collect? I would collect... Why wouldn't I be able to collect Star Wars? All right, say it's like alternate universe and Star Wars is never created. I collect other things. I collect artwork. Um, I collect Latin American, African, and uh, South American artwork that I like. Um, I collect watches. I collect uh, pens. Um... I collect lots of stuff that isn't Star Wars. I collect some uh, Yankees autographs and some Jets autographs, uh, some sports memorabilia. Um, I don't know. I collect lots of stuff. My 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 problem is I don't need extra collecting things. <laughs> I, I would be fine. Um, so don't worry. Um, oh, yeah, Robert even said alternate universe he is talking about. So, uh, yeah, no, alternate universe, I have plenty of things, pens and stuff like that. Um, J.D. Mill, any hints at what guests may be at ICCC 2019? Uh, I can't really just tell you who's going to be there. That's not the way this works. See, the thing is, I have a post up right now on ICCC. Um, if you go to uh, www.facebook.com forward slash ICCC 2019, you can vote on the post. Uh, it's going to be up for a week. And uh, what the post says is it says, do you want me to release all the guest stars in March, uh, all at once, all in March, or do you want me to trickle them out like last year? And uh, it's about 50-50 right now, and there's something like 200, 300 votes already. Um, and, and it's pretty split down the middle. So we'll see how that one pans out. However you guys vote is how I'll do it. Um, as far as guest stars, I am looking at the list right here. Let me count. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. I have 25 guest stars so far. Um, out of those 25, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 of them are Star Wars guests. So uh, those are the hints I'll give you. <laughs> but uh i may be telling you who all of them are uh in march so we'll see go vote that's the trick uh robert wilson vinyl cape collar up or folded down or does it depend on the figure i do think it does depend on the figure personally i like them down um 
I like them down. I think they look more realistic. If the cape has never been creased, I am not the guy to put them down. Um, I do enjoy Leia Bespin with her cape up. I think it looks cooler. Uh, even, well, no, white cape Leia looks really smooth if you fold it right. So it definitely depends on the figure. Darth Vader always folded. I think he looks weird up. Um, unless it's never been folded, then I tend not to mess with stuff. Frank Fierro, is the dark side stronger? <laughs> All right, let me give you my own personal feelings on the dark side. I think that the good guys have to switch to the dark side in order to feed any of the dark side guys because the dark side is way stronger. Now, if you think about it, in our lives, the dark side is always stronger. It is much easier to be a villain than to be a good person. Um, so, yes, is the dark side stronger? Absolutely. Is it better? No. Is it the right way? No. Is it stronger? For sure. For sure. Look at our world. Turn on the news. You watch the news. See how many heartfelt stories you see about somebody doing something nice. And then you let me know if you think the dark side is stronger. Um, Mark Ireland. Any plans on taking ICCC to other countries? I know it's only your second year, but you have, have you had any big ideas or things you would like to do with ICCC in the future? Oh, brother Mark, Yes. I want to take it everywhere. I want to take it all around the world. Um, I want to do more IC meetups around the world. I would love if ICCC, here's the trick. If you folks come, if you tell your friends to come, if you tell your friends' friends to come, if you tweet about it, Instagram about it, Facebook about it, hashtag ICCC all over the internet and you get people here, if we can blow out the numbers here of attendance, then yes, I want to move this international because I want every single person. The IC has been an international group since day one. And I want to take this everywhere in the world for everyone to enjoy. And I want to incorporate the other groups that are huge in other countries in those countries when I do those shows eventually. Will that be tomorrow? No. No way. I need to get way more people to move out of this venue eventually into a way larger venue and make sure it retains the same crowd or higher crowds in a larger venue. And then I can move it overseas or something where you'd be going in cold because there's so many different laws and stuff like that. But I have done some stuff overseas with different businesses in the past. So it is definitely not out of the realm of things I could figure out. Um, yes, absolutely. I want to take it all around the world. I want to go bring it to IC members in Australia one day. Um, just give me like five years. Give me five years and go out there and tell your friends and your cousins and your aunts and your aunts and uncles to come to ICCC, the best sci-fi and comic convention thingy majigger in the whole wide world. Uh, next up, uh, let me see. Next up, Richard Troskler, do you collect figures from other vintage toys lines as well besides Star Wars? No, sir. I am a Star Wars purist. I uh, have one G.I. Joe. It is a snake eyes I had when I was a little kid. I ran him over with a lawnmower. He has no more um, nether region. Uh, but that's about it. Otherwise, no, I, I don't. I Nothing. I'm looking around right now. I guess if you count those... Uh, what are they? The uh, pro, I don't even know what they're called. That's a pro, MLB starting lineups or whatever. Uh, the I, I have some of the Yankees that are uh, the little baseball player guys. Uh, but no, no, not really. Nothing else. Um, nothing else except Star Wars for as far as toys are concerned. Ray Schilling, no questions, but can't wait to hear it. Ray, you're going to get to hear it and you're going to get to hear your name. Think of a question next time, buddy, and I'll answer it. Dan Losel. 
Any advice for a first-time celebration attendee? What evening events to attend other than the obvious room sales and IC meetup? Ah, celebration. Celebrate good times. Come on. But uh, celebration's great. Celebration is a blast. Celebration is a lot of human beings. Um, it's it's really cool. Uh, there's a lot of lines. Um, just be prepared for that. Uh, what would I tell you to bring to the first time celebration? Dan, you were a VIP uh, card carrier at ICCC. You remember the survival kit. Bring that, man. Um, everything that was in it. You'll need a bag of chips. You'll need... a. Uh, um, some granola bars. You will definitely need Purell. Bring Purell. Everybody out there, bring Purell. You'll thank me for it. Uh, airborne, like the airborne stuff. That's the little orange packet you add to water. That stuff's great. Um, but you got to figure you're going to be opening yourself up to uh, so many different people and shaking so many hands and hugging so many folks that it's best to take care of yourself because it's a five-day con. That's a long, long time. Um, so make sure you bring stuff, snacks, treats, waters. Um, water is great. I highly suggest I have a bottle here. Here, I'm going to pitch something for free if I can find the label on it. Yes, they are called Thermo Tank. It's a copper and vacuum insulated water bottle. It is phenomenal. I have had this here since yesterday. I am opening it currently. Mm, I just took a sip and it is still pretty cold from yesterday. It's a phenomenal item. Uh, I am a firm believer in the Thermo Tank. So go buy one off Amazon. Do that. Um, but uh, just, just make sure you have the kind of things that... You would carry on you for that. Bring your own Sharpie just in case somebody doesn't have a Sharpie and you run into somebody you could grab an autograph off of. Um, otherwise, I just I say just bring stuff that you might need throughout the day because it's you got to think of it like an island. If you're going to a deserted island and you've got to survive for five days, what are you going to bring? You're going to bring clothes and all that stuff that you leave in your hotel room, and then you're going to bring some snacks. You're going to bring some drinks. You're going to bring some... Also, whenever you're going to any kind of Star Wars thing, I highly suggest drinks. Uh, bring drinks to your room. Be the life of the party. Uh, everybody will be your friend. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, evening events. There is the IC meetup on Friday night. On Thursday night, there is the archive party. It is thrown by the SWCA. I highly suggest you check them out. Uh, that's the Star Wars Collectors Archive. They are pretty much the OGs of this Star Wars collecting thing. Um, original gangsters. But uh, they they are throwing a really nice party. I have heard that the uh, all the... Uh, Funds raised uh, for that party, uh, for the ticket sales and stuff like that, is going to uh, the uh, animal shelter, which is really nice. And uh, I, I would definitely go to that one if you could. The 501st has one pretty much every night. There is another one for the Star Wars Facebook groups. Um, not the IC groups, but just other groups. Uh, they're doing it. They're not sure. It's some bar. Um, but it's that's more informal. Uh, room sales are usually Friday night. They're usually at the biggest hotel there. It'll probably be at the Hyatt and some random hallway. Uh, the IC meetup will have tons of buy, sell, and trade. Bring your stuff to buy, sell, and trade there. Um, I don't know. 
that's that's about it as far as I know off the top of my head. If anybody has any meetups or anything like that uh, up at Celebration and you want me to shout them out here or on the IC, just reach out to me. I am totally all about it. I am all about cross-promotion. I want to grow this hobby and uh, I need all of you to grow it with me um, in order for us to make it really awesome and keep it really awesome and keep it growing throughout the years. Don't forget, we have new generations of fans coming up, new generations of Star Wars collectors, and we have to stay current with them or else we'll be stuck alone with nobody to talk to one day and wouldn't that be a tragedy so to answer your questions dan pretty much anything you'd bring to a deserted island pretty much anything you'd bring to an airport um except also bring drinks uh definitely bring some kind of water bottle something even if it's like an empty water bottle that you can refill inside it gets really dry it's really thirsty work and their drinks are astronomically expensive because it's a massive massive uh corporate facility that hyatt so uh i mean shoot four months before i couldn't even cancel my reservation for the for the uh, ic meetup so it's it's a big monster company just remember that i mean you're not getting a drink for under seven dollars i would say the whole time you're going to be there and that's bare minimum so just try to think of that you know bring a 12 pack to your room for sure uh of beer and soda and water 30 pack of water Jay Schmidt, next up. Jay Schmidt, hey Mike, wondering if there is a subgroup for people who like to restore vintage items or would it fall into the custom category? I know you have said before, I never turn a screw. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I think restoring pieces has become popular and I myself find much enjoyment in taking a beat up piece, cleaning it up, making it something worthy of putting on display. Thanks for all that you do. Jay, no problem. Thanks for saying thanks. That's always nice to hear. Uh, Jay, uh... You can put that anywhere. Um, we don't have a specific subgroup for it. The thing is, is there's a difference between restoration and reproduction. If you have all the stickers falling off and you want to save all those stickers to the side. Now, this is my personal preference, and people will say things, but it's whatever. This is my personal preference. It's your toy. Do whatever you want. You want to take it all apart. Take it all apart. You want to fix it up. Fix it up. You guys make things out of damaged ruined things so they don't have to be thrown away and that's perfectly fine with me i mean i've seen wally i'm i liked wally i'm really happy he was able to pirate other parts of other robots in order to keep going so he got to meet eva you know it was really nice it also saved the entire human race if you're going to follow the wally tangent so uh yeah, why not? If you're if you're putting them back together out of stuff, you know, you could always put up a thread on the IC. You could think about starting a subgroup for it if you're really interested in it. Um, as long as you keep it away from repro and as long as you always disclose. Um, you know, if it's slapped together from a bunch of different ships, that's fine. But if you re-glued the uh, stickers down, I mean, that's definitely something that has to be uh, explained and... Uh, talked about before you're selling it but uh i know what you're talking about you're talking about really nice redos of stuff that's totally destroyed absolutely man go for it um you could start a subgroup if you wanted uh restoration is great um reproduction is not great uh bleaching and stuff like that i am not personally a fan of but they're your figures do whatever you want if you disclose it on the back end um if you don't that's shady and don't be that guy but uh i know you wouldn't because I know you, Jay, and you're a cool dude. Anyway, uh, next up, Michael Horlings. He always does his hashtag, Team Michael. I don't even know what it is. I think it's for the, uh, there's like this werewolf movie or something. Where they, the, gosh, I'm so out of touch. 
what is it called? Twilight. And I think that's what that's for. But anyway, he's a, he's a nice dude. So, hi, Michael Erlings. How you doing, brother? Uh, Charlie Lord, next up. Non-vintage question. <laughs> I probably don't know. Um, I know you're the Boba Fett King, but do you have the Lego set Cloud City 10123 Boba? Uh, yes, I do. Um, he's the one with the knee pads, I think, or something like that. I paid like 150 bucks for him like two years ago. I think he's worth like three now. But yeah, he's downstairs. He is right next to my slave one because of... Uh, the big UCS slave one like makes you stick Boba in the cockpit permanently. So that's not cool. So I put him outside of it. Um, so he's right there standing right there, but yes, I do. Um, Tim Thiel. I like the idea of cleaning, restoring. I'd like to get in touch with fellow hoarders of bits and bobs. Well, you can always ask for parts, Tim on the IC, but also just talk to Jay Smith, uh, Schmidt, look up a little, scroll up a little and, you guys can, I don't know, start up a group. You should start a group. There is no reason not to start a group to everybody out there. You could just go up to the top right corner of Facebook and start a group. If you have a good idea and you want to delve into it, it doesn't have to be IC. It doesn't even have to follow the rules of the IC. Um, start a repro group if you want. I, I'm not going to be in it, but, I mean, it's it's Facebook. You can totally start a group. And there should be nothing holding you back from starting a group because I... Uh, I think it's wonderful. That's what grows the hobby when more people do this. So uh, next up, Robert Wilson. Oh, Robert Wilson, that's another one. You're in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. What new acrylic products for vintage Star Wars will Ian be introducing in the near future? And what should we look for in terms of non-Star Wars products? Hey, there you go. That's a question for our guest star, Ian Sanderson. That'll be for later. I will actually write that one down, and I will be sure to ask him. Because I don't know anything about that. I just... Uh, when I need acrylic cases, I call up Ian and I say, Hey, man, you know, uh, Minon Cards, give me a case of those, please. And that's all, you know. <laughs> you know the little stands? Give me a few bags of those. That's how my uh, my ordering interaction, that's as far, that's all I know about acrylic right there is how to order it. Um, Sean David. Hey, Mike, many thanks for all that you do here at the IC and beyond. I'm based in Canada, and I've had the pleasure of buying from some wonderful American-based IC members. For those of us outside the U.S. of A, however, it can sometimes be frustrating to see that posts say C-O-N-U-S only, uh, continental United States only. I respect that members have the right to do business with whom they feel comfortable with, but is there a way to promote or educate or encourage more cross-border shipping? Is it difficult to ship outside of America? What potential hurdles exist, if any, and if any interested international buyer is willing to pay shipping costs? Cheers. Cool. Sean, 99% of the time, um, it is because people don't know how to ship. I am always willing to teach them how to ship. Uh, sometimes with things like, there were a couple I put up, COUS only. It was like, uh, I happened to get it in, in a wild find with some Star Wars stuff. It was one of those killer whales in the box and a uh, from G.I. Joe. And a uh, Masters of the Universe Castle Grayskull. I mean, I was passing on them, but they just, like, came with the lot, so I had them, so I dumped them off really quick, and I wrote not uh, C-O-U-S on there, because I've shipped a ton overseas, and something like that to ship overseas is going to be in the $100 price range just to ship it. Um, nobody's going to want to pay that on the front end or the back end. Uh, 
the other thing is, is for regular stuff, there used to be a workaround where you could ship in an envelope. It was a lot cheaper. It was like $3 to get something overseas. But now, bare minimum, it's going to cost you about $10 to get one figure shipped overseas. So what ends up happening is people will put up a regular post and say they accept international shipping. And sometimes international folks will write them and say, Oh, I'll pay for shipping. And then they box it up and they weigh it and then they get a shipping price. And then they write back the person and the person goes, that's way too much. Nobody picks shipping prices. The USPS or UPS or FedEx pick shipping prices. Um, the thing is, is once they put in all that work and then they're stuck with the item that they have to go and sell again because the deal fell through. And the only reason the deal fell through is because the person on the other end didn't know what it would actually cost to ship because people think you could get a letter across the world for a buck. You should be able to get an action figure for two bucks. It doesn't work like that. Um, so what we could do to avoid this, um, it's good for you to brush up on shipping and to know what the caveats are and what the actual costs are i guarantee you even if it says c-o-n-u-s only um somebody would be more than happy to ship to you internationally if you told them hey i will really pay the shipping costs i understand it's going to be about 50 dollars to ship this i don't care i really want it um People try to avoid it because it's a waste of time. A lot of uh, quote-unquote power sellers, folks that sell a ton on the IC, try to avoid it because uh, it takes time. It takes more time. It's more money. It's definitely more of a hassle. It requires a large imposing form. And then the worst part is, is everywhere overseas has this horrible thing called a VAT tax. And what happens with a VAT tax, depending on what wonderful country you live in, uh, it takes like... A huge percentage of whatever the value of the item is. So if you buy something for, say, a grant, you buy a Boba Fett for $1,000 min on card, and you get it shipped over to, say, the UK, I don't know where you're from, but the UK, say, they're going to hit you with 40% VAT tax on that. That means that you're going to have to pay Royal Mail 40% of the cost of that item, which shows as $1,000. So what you guys want is you also want people to drop off the price and make the price low, and then there will be no VAT tax, and that protects you against the horrible, horrible VAT tax that you guys have. The problem is, is you kind of can't do that. Um, so you have to talk somebody into it or be super duper friends with somebody or have history with somebody in order for them to do it. And it's still a difficult transaction when somebody in America, it's very easy. Or even when you guys are doing deals, if it's somebody in London selling to somebody in London, it is so much easier to just take a PayPal and ship it. It's simple. It's cheap. That's the way the world is set up. And the world is set up that way because of many different trade routes from forever ago and i mean that's a whole different problem <laughs> that's got nothing to do with vintage star wars but um i guarantee you if you wrote on any one of those c-o-n-u-s only posts and you said hi my name is sean david i am more than willing to pay the entire cost of shipping and for you to send it exactly the legal way where it says vat tax and everything I am sure they would be more than happy to ship it to you. If not, 
One workaround that I have noticed many folks do on the IC is to get a friend, a trustworthy person, and you got to make sure it's trustworthy because I've seen it not work out, and that's bad. You get a trustworthy person to send you all your stuff to reship. There are also services that are like P.O. boxes um, that you can set up to have your stuff, uh, your stuff shipped to an American address to uh, ship your stuff to an American address and then they will in turn repackage and ship it to you. Um, I do know a couple guys in Mexico that use that service and a couple guys in Germany that use that service. All right, next up, let's take a delicious drink from that thermo tank again. I've been running this whole thing, this Ask Mike section, uh, without pausing it or stopping it for any reason. So... A little bit parched. Next up, Adam Marks. Why do some cardbacks like Luke Farmboy, Leia, Fett, R2-D2, etc. tend to be rare and expensive despite the large number and popularity of their loose figs? Always surprise me why so few of those cardbacks seem to be around. Well, Adam, I think you answered your own question there, brother. Um, Luke Farmboy's, Leia's, Fett's, R2's, what always happened when you got one from the store? You would get into the back of mom and dad's car and you would rip off that bubble. And you would toss the garbage packaging to the side, and you would take out Boba Fett and start flying around with him. Uh, so, so that's what happened. The reason why you see a ton of Klaatus and stuff, it was at the end of the line. There were boxes and boxes and boxes of them unsold. Um, eventually, somebody like a collector or a hoarder or a reseller would buy those boxes. Same thing with like Power of the Force 2 and Black Series and all that stuff. There's tons of boxes of these things. And the reason why is because they never sold out. Um, they were never that sought after. Uh, you're never going to find... Well, maybe you would. That's the wonderful thing about Star Wars. You never know. But you're never going to find a box of 21 back fats. I mean, there used to be like 120 bun back fat per store back in the day. They're, you're not just going to find a box of them. Um, if you did, please give me a buzz because I'm totally into those. Uh, Dave O'Brien, next up. Is Ron Rudat coming back to ICCC? Now, guys, I said you got to wait. You have to wait for the poll to go off on ICCC 2019. So go over there and vote. Um, yes, Dave. Dave, you're my friend. Yes, Ron Rudat is coming back. So the guy who made all the G.I. Joes and stuff, yes, he's coming back. Ron Rudat is coming back. So there's a spoiler for you all. But that's the only one I'm answering until the vote is done. So go to www.facebook.com forward slash ICCC 2019 and cast your vote. Do you want me to release all the guest stars in March in one big March Madness style release? Or do you want me to trickle them out like last year? Let me know. Anyway, that is it. Those are all the questions for the Ask Mike section. We are going to hop into the interview now with Ian Sanderson. The Emperor has been expecting you. Welcome to the episode 12 interview of IC Star Wars. We have Ian Sanderson here with us today. Ian, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks, Mike. Wonderful, wonderful. It's always tough to get to know somebody really in a quick interview. So here at IC Star Wars, we do a little bit something different. We do a lightning round to break the ice. Are you ready? I am indeed. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Nice. Favorite Star Wars character? Luke Skywalker. Ugh. Favorite wave, favorite wave of Star Wars toy from A New Hope to The, the Last Jedi. Oh, the vintage range, surely. The, the vintage figures. You'd be surprised, man. Some folks like Black Series. Yeah. <laughs> Lobot versus Barada in a straight pirate fight with swords. Who wins and why? 
Lobot. Ah, why do you say Lobot? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Oh. Barada. I, I was just checking out, but Lobot is in the fight. Yeah, nah, Lobot Barada. versus Barada. It's the only Barada two guys with pirate shirts in the Star Wars line. Yeah, Barada. Barada, Barada. I think. See, I disagree, man. I think Lobot's pretty quick. He's half android and stuff. Barada just looks bulky, man. Nah, he's the kind of look, guys that look good just lifting. Look at waves. the vintage figure, Barada. He's just—he's built like. <laughs> right, said that word. All An right. outhouse. <laughs> Lucasfilm gives you a call tomorrow, and they say you can choose the next spin-off movie. What do you pick? Uh, I, I'd just be boring and say Fett, and it'll make you happy as well. Fett. <laughs> I don't want Fett. I don't have all the Fets yet, man. I can't have it jump in price yet. All right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, actually, Clatu, because I've got crap loads of them. There you go. <laughs> we'll have Clatu the movie, Perfect. and finally someone might buy one. I love it. Uh, great lightning round, brother. Well, I know uh, I know you, but uh, let's fill in our listeners. Ian Sanderson runs Ian's Display Accessories. He provides okay. protective acrylic cases and stands that we all know and love, and also collects vintage Star Wars everything. So without further delay, we're going to go into some essay questions, but first we have a couple member questions from the Ask Mike section that uh, folks asked you. So are you ready? I am indeed. All right. What new acrylic products for vintage Star Wars will Ian be introducing in the near future? Andy spelled your name right for the record. Ah, well done. <laughs> you me Lane. So, um, so it's and, good timing actually because in three weeks' time, I have my first, my next, or my first delivery of this year. So mm-hmm. I shall have on that. I will have uh, a Jabba set, a Jabba the box set. I will have. Um, uh, early bird, this early bird certificate display. I will have quite a cool case that we've done, which displays. Um, well, it can display a figure, and then it will display an A4 up to an A4 sheet, so you can put uh, COAs in there. You could put um, cards in there. You could, in fact, you could put whatever you want in there. Um, Even an adverts, autograph on a picture. Autograph. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's it's similar to I mean I mean that people have been grading um, vinyl cape jars with things and I've seen that move around for other for other products as well. So it's it's again it's just giving people the option of buying something that they can open and move around as opposed to having it graded. Right. Um, also, there was a second part to that question. Uh, what should we look for in terms of non-Star Wars products? What so, do you mean for non-Star non- Wars yeah. Products? See, I have, I am. We are, we we're getting to the point where we have most of the the cases covered. We're still working on some and um, some of the ships, so Y wing, um, you know, things like that. But obviously, for my for me to be able to grow the business, for me to uh, you know offer more. I need to look at non-Star Wars as well. So we've got uh, He-Man. I'm looking at lots of different G.I. Joe cases. And then coming up in the next one, we've got um, some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, And then over this year, definitely Ghostbusters will be one. Um, I'm looking at some Mego uh, figures, also the thinner superpowers. So pretty much anything, really. I mean... That's one thing I need to hear from people is is what they want to get you know what they want cased up, um, 
the the main issue I have is everything things have to be made in bulk. So there's no point in me asking me for a custom case or you know saying oh, I've got this this special box here. I that's not something we can offer right now. But certainly if there's a line that you know people want a lot of cases for or think that there's a demand for the cases, then obviously that's something I'll happily look at. Nice. So if anybody has any suggestions for any of the new lines or anything that isn't vintage Star Wars, since I will be less than no help, uh, shoot Ian a PM. <laughs> Ask Ian. Ask or Ian. Lane. Ask Ian or Lane, whoever you tag. Just call Beetlejuice. He'll come up. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a second one from Papa Chunk. He has three questions, and one is a two-part question for me, so you'll have to listen. Um, Ian, when you got started, he did call you Lane, though. Lane, when you got started, <laughs> when you got started in making cases, um, when did you get started making the cases that you do, getting the cases? When so, did you start doing this? So GW Acrylic has been around for about, I'm going to say, 12 years now, I think. So that was that was the brainchild of Christian over in the UK, Christian Sommer, um, and his main issue was. There, at that point, they're only they're only in the UK. Their only supply of cases was AFA or CGA, um, and shipping them over was a was a big problem. So he used his contacts and and started making the, the cases over there, really just for his collection. And then obviously he was on um, Imperial Gunnery and Star Wars Forum UK, um, so he started offering them around there, um, and. You know, basically grew the business from that. Um, then I, I mean, I'm a massive card collector. I'm sure we'll, we'll cover something of what I collect later on. So I, Christian had always been on at me saying you need to, you need to case your, your um, cards up. And like a lot of people, like now I suffer from my own customers, is that it's all very well wanting to spend the money on acrylic, but there's always that extra card or there's always something else that you need to buy before you buy the acrylic. But in the end, I took the plunge and I think I ordered about 200 cases off him. It was, it was a lot anyway. And I got the cases and I was like, whoa, these are, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, when, when you, man. They, they when make you the first get your, so your much cases nicer. up. Yeah, you take them out of the star case and you put them in the acrylic case. You sort of, you know, put them on the shelf and you're like, wow. That, oh, it's night I mean, and day. Yeah. You know, it does. It does fit. I mean, people say to me, it's like it's museum quality. And, I, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, just, I'm not plugging the cases. I am plugging the cases, but I'm not. <laughs> that's not the point of me plugging these is that, you know, it does definitely make a difference. So I took them on board and I. At that point, I was I was kind of dealing in toys and uh, Star Wars figures, and I had some stands and things like that. So I started distributing for Christian in the UK, with a view that I was obviously we were planning on coming to America. Um, and so in 2014, that's when we came over, and um, it basically snowballed from there, really. Um, like my first, my first order was a couple of pallets, and you know, then I filled up my garage. Then we moved down to Florida, and I filled up a small storage unit, then a larger storage unit, and now I have a, you know, a great big warehouse full of shiny boxes. So nice. that is that is the history of of me and acrylic. Nice. Uh, the next question from him. Uh, this one's for me. 
Mike, when did it first occur to you that you wanted to create an event as big as ICCC after the success from the first event of ICCC 2018? Do you plan on keeping them somewhat intimate, or do you plan on them making them even bigger? To clarify, I read a lot of reviews that your event had the most vintage under one roof than any other event has ever been to. That in itself is special for vintage collectors like myself. However, being a vintage collector yourself, do you plan on making it even bigger for every collector? Keep in mind, I don't get the opportunity to go last year to see everything. I just heard a lot about all the vintage that was under one roof. Yeah, there was a lot of vintage under one roof. Ian, a lot of vintage. I can concur with that. Yeah, and um, will I be growing it? Yes, I want to grow it. I want to make it super duper big. I'm going to make it way bigger every single year till the year I kick the bucket, which hopefully will be like a million from now. So yeah, I'm going to keep making it bigger. Hopefully it'll make it a traveling show eventually. And then I'll be the uh, Barnum and Bailey circus guy, right? Like the Reed pop. Yeah. The Reed pop. Yeah. (laughs) I will be Mr. Reed pop. I wonder if that's actually a guy from back in the day that just had a really weird name. Could be. Or Mr. Reed and Mr. Pop. Yeah, sure enough. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll keep growing it. Ian's going to help me grow it. We're all going to grow it. You're going to help me grow it. I I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I, what I think of what you did. Um, a lot of people hated, still hate, did hate, you know, whatever, but everybody's got an opinion and everybody's also got, actually, I'm not allowed to say that one either. Um, but, (laughs) There's not many people who are prepared to put the sort of money that you put behind it and to actually take it forward and to do what you did, you know? Well, thanks, and I appreciate that. It's, it's kudos for that, you know? Yeah, I appreciate um, <laughs> Whatever anybody's opinion of you is, you know, I, I don't see anybody else coming on board and saying, I tell you what, what Mike did wrong there is this, 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 and this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a million pound, a million dollars, and do my own. You know, so so fair play to you. And I, you know, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good event. I mean, I had a really great day. I mean, I I took on that day more than I took on any day at celebration. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, the 18-hour drive home in a U-Haul with no aircon wasn't much fun. <laughs> um, and next time, I will definitely fly there. Yeah. Um, and somebody else can drive the U-Haul with no aircon. Um, but They make you know, U-Hauls I, I with think... aircon now, man. You know. <laughs> I know. And you know what? Right, I returned it and it was missing on um, on the fuel gauge. It was missing, like you know, one line it wasn't yeah. even like water or anything like that. And she wanted to charge me an extra eight dollars. I was like, seriously, you made us drive a U-Haul with no aircon. Well, you could have stopped on the road and uh... yeah, because yeah. I'm going to do that eighteen hours into a journey. Just pull over and let them work on your U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Hey, that's that's always the way it's going to be. I mean, whenever you're doing something new, people are... I mean, there's people outspoken about you, and there's people... But it still doesn't change the fact that what does everybody do? They come and yeah. they put their stuff in acrylic because it looks awesome. And, I can't uh, please all the people all the time. No, but that's... You know, but... you, you always try to be nice, man, and sometimes there's... What are you going to do? Yeah. But that's just the... That's what happens when you interact with a lot of people. But if you want to it's, live in your mom's basement, it's social media for you, you know, it's you can, hobbies for yeah. you. It's yeah, To be honest, it's just life, isn't it, really? We don't all agree with everybody. No, so. that's just the way it is. But that's okay, because it doesn't matter, because uh, 
I agree with you on some things. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that you're no no joke, man. Um, like before, uh, well, in this podcast, uh, I was talking before with the Ask Mike section, and uh, I was drinking out of this bottle of water. It's a thermo tank makes it, and it lasts for like a day and a half. Really cool thing. They're not paying me any money. It's not a product that has ever reached out to me, but I use it. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing with your stuff. I'm not getting any kickbacks. It's got nothing to do with that. I actually use your products like crazy. I mean, there's at least 20 of your stands with loose figures on this desk I'm talking to you from right now. And I have how many card cases, man? A bunch. I just Oh, you, you, you know. definitely helped me out early doors. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I, I love the product. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's crystal clear. It makes even an ugly card look like something beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's really, really nice. And if you do have a beautiful card and you have it in a star case, I mean, it's just like night and day. So the thing is, is you can't make everybody happy, but no. am I happy that you do what you do? Absolutely. I use your product. It's a quality product. I'm glad it's there and it's cheap that's, for what it is. All I can ask. And I'll, listen, I'll be honest. And obviously this is probably a good opportunity for me to say thank you. I mean, we mentioned Beetlejuice earlier yeah. and you know, <laughs> I do laugh at it, but listen, I couldn't do my job as well without the support of everybody that's bought from me. I love those tags, you know? You imagine having to trail through a bazillion Facebook groups looking for people who want figure stands or looking for people who want acrylic cases. And, you know, I don't have to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, within within minutes of someone posting up where can i get stands where can i you know i've got a tag right you know then i've got about 10 others if i haven't replied back pretty soon but well i'll tell you that's the wonderful thing about having a good quality product yeah whether people like it or don't like it or whatever they're going to use it because it's what you use i mean nobody's in love with a toilet but we all use them we, we, you know we what I mean? It. They're very important. Regularly. I'm Hopefully. very happy they exist. <laughs> yeah, no, that is very true. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's move on. So there there are the answers to your questions. Um, Papa Chunk, I don't know if we answered them, but I think we did. Yeah, um, I think Tons so. of vintage. Yes, your answer bigger. was yes, the ICC will keep going. Everything will keep going. Uh, now, for Ian's essay questions, your actual essay questions. Now let's get into some of the Star Wars stuff. Um, what is your first Star Wars memory? So I am 41, nearly 42. So I didn't, I didn't have Star Wars. I was born the year Star Wars came out. So Star Wars wasn't a thing for me. I don't really remember Empire Strikes Back. Sort of my first, the first film I ever went to see was E.T. Um, but I do remember Return of the Jedi. So I think that I think Return of the Jedi was the second film I ever went to see. So I remember that, and then I remember the the toys. Um, you know, there was we're talking back when it, you know we, we, all the little independent toy shops, and I used to love I used to love going to look at them. Unfortunately, I was one of four kids, and we never had huge amounts of money. So my mum and dad reckon they could never justify spending whatever it was two three dollars on on a bit a little bit of plastic which my mum still says to me today um but luckily for me the we and we all had these kids the there was a kid that we used to i used to hang around with who whose parents did buy him everything so my his toys were my toys 
So nice. probably, you know, my earliest memory of the actual toys themselves was just we, you know, on this, in the summer holidays, I'd go over to his house and, oh, man, I, I have no idea what I did during that day. I, I, I could go up to his room at, you know, 9, 10 o'clock and I'd still be there at 2, 3 o'clock and I'd have battle scenes and, uh, you know, I just loved it. I loved the toys. Nice. What uh, got you into collecting? Was it your friend there? So, so when so i had we had the, we had i had a few toys when i was a kid and then we i started picking up bits and pieces um later on when they become less fashionable and then me and my brothers started going to we call them car boot sales in the uk but i think they're obviously flea markets out here um, oh watch out you're getting the vernacular You've been there you go. I know. I, I still, I have, I've, I've started doing soccer training with my little girl because oh. if I started doing football training, people <laughs> would wonder what she was doing. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we used to go to these things and we pick up bits and pieces and we built up. I mean, I don't think we had anything amazing, but we had lots of figures and lots of ships and and bits and pieces like that. Um, and then it was sat there and then obviously I turned 16 and found beer and cigarettes and other things <laughs> and <laughs> girls as well. Um, and so nothing, nothing really happened with it. And then my mum and dad were moving over to France around, well, around 2000 something. Um, and it was like, basically come and clear your, uh, your crap out or it goes <laughs> in the, in the, in the bin, in the, in the garbage. Um, so I picked it up, I brought it back home and it sat there for a while. And then, you know, at, at some point I think I, I needed more money for booze and, uh, <laughs> and going out. So I, I went online to, to see what some of it was worth. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it just kind of hit me that sort of nostalgia of looking at some of this stuff. And, um, and obviously as you, as I'm sure you're aware, I'm a bit of a salesman. So, mm-hmm. I started looking at some of these eBay, um, you know, things on eBay, and I'd be like, oh, man, I never had that. And then it would be like, well, hang on, I can buy that bunch of figures there. I can take that, put that into my collection, and then um, sell the rest. And so that's that's basically how it started. That is how I preach to people to grow their collections brother right there yeah find a good i mean it was a lot easier back then yeah it was a lot easier for sure um because there wasn't a bazillion people wanting vintage styles but um you know so that that's how it started i i I stayed well away from carded figures because i didn't understand carded figures and you know we all go through those levels of what you'll spend on star wars so you know your first is about sort of ten dollars you know, you buy $10 figures that probably don't have weapons. Then you figure out, actually, it's cheaper to buy the figures with the weapons. So, you, you know, you're spending $20, $30 on a figure. And then you get to the bits that are a little bit harder to find, you know, a last 17 figure or something like that. And this is obviously back when they were about $50 or $60. And, you, you know, at that point, you're like, that's a night out, that is. Um, yeah. yeah. But I haven't got a, I haven't got a pop-up artsy. And I remember, I, I remember buying Artis at sixty pounds, so that's seventy-five dollars with the savers. Oh, wild! Um, and so, so that that all happened like that, and then then I found Star Wars Forum UK. Yep. And you know, bear in mind, I met my wife internet dating as well. I think I think finding the Star Wars forums was a bit like that as well. You were like, 
am I, should I? <laughs> should I log on to a forum for toy Star Wars figures? You know? <laughs> and, you know, but you do. And, you know, just like internet dating, the, uh, <laughs> being a geek's uh, fashionable now, isn't it? Yeah, um, we rule the world now, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> um, I just wish I'd bought the Apple stock. Yeah, but, me too. Um, <laughs> or at least Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Or, or that, or that, that the Facebook. Yeah, know? the Facebook. Yeah. The Facebook. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that's how it started, and then, and then it, it was just that sort of realization that. Um, you know, carded figures were, and again, this was this is probably two thousand and eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, carded figures weren't some of the prices that they are now. And you would, I was just like, oh man, I can get that, and it's never been opened, and it just amazed me. Carded figures amazed me, and I, I think they still do to a little, you know, to an extent. Although probably now that I've owned and sold about ten thousand of them, probably not quite as much. Right. Um. And so that's what happened. And then I started collecting carded figures and I set myself a little goal of trying to, well, it wasn't a little goal. I tried to get, I set myself a goal of getting every card on, uh, every card back. Ooh. So all of the Star Wars ones, all the Empire Strikes Back, all Return of the Jedi, Power of the Force, uh, Droids, Ewoks, and Trilogo. <laughs> so I think there was 287. Don't quote me on that, but it is, it's around that sort of part. And I got to within 13 before I left the UK. Oh. Um, and I mean, there was some, there was obviously, Medine was in there, Trilogo Medine, um, Trilogo Fett, uh, Star Wars Fett, a few, and then obviously some of the Power of the Force, the, the tough ones for the Power of the Force. So that's that's where I was. And, and realistically, since then, I've just been collecting carded figures and just what I do now, I, I kind of like, abnormalities so i like stickers i like um different countries i like you know just just something a little bit random and then weapon errors or i mean obviously i'm sure people have seen the two uh, upside down bubbles that i've got i think they're brilliant you yeah. know i, like I mean it makes me wonder how they left the factory looking like that but <laughs> you know someone was having a great day that, that or, or a bad day that morning so so that's that's basically the evolution of my my uh, my collection. Nice. Um, well, you are a vintage collector. So, what is your favorite piece in your collection? <sighs> that changes every day. I think doesn't it? People it ask me that all day. the time, man. And it's I, like a, I yeah, it's just always. It's one of those questions that you do get asked, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I I can I what. For me now, some of the pieces in my collection mean more to me with the story behind how I got it than their actual value, you know? Right, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, not not a monetary thing. Say, you know, it's all going to get blown away and you got perfect insurance, everything's going to get replaced. But Mm. what's the one thing you just grab? Besides, like, the family and stuff. I mean, just the stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, with no, my uh... wife and the two kids, <laughs> they're in, they ain't yeah, got many well, hands free. Yeah. So. No, if you got time. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult to say because, you know, the, the, the things bring memories, you know. It's not – it's the memories that mean more to me than the actual item. 
Right. It's like um, when you look back through your phone at various pictures, you, you forget that that existed, but the picture brings you back the memory. Right. You know, I mean, just talking to you now, I was about to say, oh, you know, I've got a tri-logo yak face, but it doesn't mean anything to me. But actually that does, because the story behind that was, you know, it was a woman who was buying lots of figures off me for her kid. And then she messaged me out of the blue one time and said, oh, I've been offered this by my neighbor. Is it worth anything? <laughs> and, you know, she, she had a she had the tri-logo yak face. She had about 10 tri-logo figures, I think. Um, and we did a good deal. I mean, you know, I mean, I gave her a good price at the time. Um, and, you know, I mean, I I got these figures. I think I sold most of the other ones off. And I had my tri-logo yak face pretty much for nothing by the yeah. time I sold everything off. So, again, you know, it does. I just I'd forgotten about that story until I literally just, just thought about it then. Right. Uh, so the memory. So you would grab your phone. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It is. It is a bit like that, you know. I mean, I, I, one of my stock aunts is I've got a I've got a Rebel Commando, which has got a chewed off foot. You know, that's yeah. definitely the only figure I know that I remember playing with as a kid. Um, you know, all the rest got mixed in and slowly churned out and stuff like that. So I couldn't well, tell see, you. Anything. Loose figure missing a foot, man. You could just toss that in the pocket and still do yeah. all the family and everything. You know, exactly. So, so he he he's probably up there. All right. Um, <laughs> The, I've got a hybrid white beast thing guard. He was the he was the one that he was the one that sort of broke my cherry in terms of um, spending money. I mean, I remember I remember my sort of heart palpitations as I'm paying. I think I paid two hundred and thirty pounds, mm-hmm. about three hundred dollars for him, and that was like far and away more than I'd ever spent on Star Wars before, or at least something that was going into my collection. Um, so you I know, felt that, that on that, a loose yak face, man. When I was yeah. doing yak face, it was two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you know, oh, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I bought, I bought and sold ridiculous amounts of, you know, oh yeah, now it's totally <laughs> different. But that but, first time, man, woo. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you sort of, you know, like, and then you're like, uh, the anticipation of it arriving through the, yeah. and I, I mean, obviously <laughs> on IC, I sell quite a lot of yak faces, um. And I, I see that in other people. I see because I know for certainly for a lot of Americans, it's a, it's almost like a grail figure, isn't it? It is. For um, sure. It's the one you get last. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I fulfilled a lot of those grails for people, and I see the excitement of them getting it. And for me, when I've got ten of them lying around on the table, it don't quite get so excited, right. you know. But for them, it, and so that I can say those are the sort of things that for me. That is really what this hobby is about. It's collecting stuff that makes you happy, that makes you feel good. You know, it's not about how much money you spend. It's not about you know whether you've got some rare pre-production item that you spend ten thousand dollars on. You know, I completely. It's about what you know, what that piece meant to you, why it's important to your collection. And just just the feelings that you get from it, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, if you don't get those feelings from it, probably don't need it. You yeah, know? get rid of it, sell it, get something else you want. Exactly. Yeah. No, I completely agree, man. I uh, I go lots of places. I travel quite a bit for my other jobs too. So I usually work in Star Wars stuff when I go, and uh, lots of times I get invited to see people's collections, and I love it. And one of the coolest things is every single one you walk into 
is nowhere near any other one you've ever seen. Mm. Everybody completely buys different stuff. That's what's so crazy about this hobby. You could collect mm. all the 96 or whatever you want, but everybody has other weird stuff that comes mm. along with it that nobody else has. It's very yeah. weird and unique that way. I mean, I don't know any other hobbies that are like that. If you collect watches, I mean, there's a list, you know? Yeah. I think I think it's just <laughs> mainly just because of the, the absolute diverse amount of things that have the Star Wars logo on it, you mm -hmm. know? The Star Wars name on it. I mean, I know there are guys that collect uh, cereal packets or yep. food labels, you know? Food labels. I mean, you know, you, I, I'm sure I saw the other day someone paying 200 for a uh, for a, a yogurt label. <laughs> yeah. I currently yeah. have a thousand dollar bounty on a uh, margarine container from Argentina. So that's there you go. Yeah, I think <laughs> Gus has got a few like that, hasn't he? He's, he's after a Shreddies box from 1978 or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know that, but that is you know that is the the best thing about it, and. Uh, the, the thing is, as well, you know, nobody should tell you how to collect because, again, it, how they collect isn't how you collect. Right. You know? Absolutely. But that's what I dig so much about it. It never gets old. It's always something new. Always. Yeah. I mean, there was and that you guy. Change, you know, you can change that. I mean, there's there's guys over in, this, in the UK I've seen, you know, I mean, they go from collecting loose, then they're carded then they're clear bubble carded now they're graded loose they're you know but it keeps them going you know yeah. it keeps their entertainment going because realistically and i say this when people start out that's the fun time you know when yeah. you're when you've you've sort of joined the hobby and you you've decided this is the route you want to go down you need everything don't you you know the yep. sales posts come up and you get excited um, <laughs> You know, now for me, with the greatest respect to most sales posts, I either have it or don't didn't want it. You know, right. had the chance to have it and don't want it. You know, so I don't get as excited with sales posts as I did. You know, when I first when I first started. So I, I definitely think that's the, the best time. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's that uh, it's that rush. It's a, mm. it's a rush. It certainly. And then waiting for the post, the, the mail, the mailman or lady to. Uh, I to still get out. excited, man. I had this Uze and I sent it off to AFA to get graded, and they sent it back, and it, uh, yeah. like, it came in the mail, and I was like, I don't know, like a little kid, man. I was so happy. I'm opening it, and the box is totally squished, and I'm like, oh, it's totally ruined, you know. And it wasn't, and I was so happy, yeah. and I don't know, yeah. yeah. I still get well, it sometimes. We're all but... kids at heart, aren't we? You yeah, know? we really Let's are. Not man. Bush. We're collecting toys. Yeah. You know? but it's We're collecting good. toys, and a lot of us are doing it to for our, I'm not going to say safe space, because that sounds a bit sort of, you know. It, but I, I always say it's an escape from our yeah. everyday lives, which is difficult. You know? Life is Life tough, is man. Tough. Well, it, it's, it's like what I was saying with memories, is that, you know, we, we, we're heading back to that time where, we didn't have mortgages. We didn't have credit cards. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have to go into work, you know. Yeah. We and we told our parents we were bored as well. Little did we know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know? Well, any prop from any movie, brother, what would it be? If you could have one prop from any movie, <sighs> got to be a lightsaber, hasn't it? You know, like Vader. Vader, I, I always Vader or Ben's from the from New Hope, you know. I mean, realistically, that's 
that is Star Wars there, isn't it? That very first, the first time we meet what, what Star Wars is about, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that, but realistically anything, anything would be pretty cool. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I've seen some of the things Gus has been posting up recently and you're like, oh man, that's just amazing. Yeah, you Gus know? just has one after another that are just unbelievable pieces. Yeah. He's got a heck of a collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I guess if you got the de- original Death Star in your foyer, you better have a good collection. <laughs> You're setting a precedent. Yeah, right? <laughs> you can't exactly I mean, have like a couple of Lobots inside, you know? Yeah, when he gets mail, it's like, you get it, walk into the house, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've still got the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think he like opens up the boxes on the Death Star? Like it's a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we use we use the whole table. He uses the desktop. Uh, um I was gonna ask you what your favorite part of collecting is, but we just did that because uh, yeah. your favorite part of collecting is uh the people and the stories and the, definitely. The definitely. I mean the, the social aspect yeah. is what it yeah. I mean, realistically, you can you can have a, a conversation about I mean, I play poker with a few guys, and they do try their hardest. They're like, oh, so there's a new film coming out, isn't there? Or uh, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Disneyland? But they don't really know Star Wars. They don't. They're, they're trying their hardest, but they don't really. Yeah, you know, you can have you can have one of your friends over. I mean, I had Chris over this weekend with his wife, and you just talk crap about Star Wars for hours, and it's just the little nuances, you know. Um, and that's what it is. It's finding people who know what you're talking about, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. and enjoy talking about it with you as well. You know, I hear you. Um, all right. Ooh, celebration! Celebration is coming up. You're gonna come to the IC meetup? It's I will uh, definitely. Friday night. As long as, as long as I haven't died. I know, so. right? Don't worry. I, Monday yeah. is when we're all gonna die. I think. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, I did, I did obviously last time around, and that was, was it four days, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was I, easy, four days. After, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, it, there's two things. Firstly, staying upright for all of that amount of yeah. time is pretty tough, and it's just the, it's putting on the face, the smile, the being happy to meet everybody at every moment because that's what you've got to be, you know. Uh, oh, I hear you. I because hear you. each person's coming up for that experience to talk to you or to talk to you about your products and stuff like that. And that's I, I, I love that sort of thing. I mean I've been doing it all my life, but five days of it. <laughs> five days you is know? a long time. Well that's the it, other thing. By the time you're reaching like day four, you're already starting to get you losing your voice. And uh I, I hear you, man. I mean it's yeah. gonna be Well a I lot do of lose my voice because I talk too much anyway, so right. <laughs> Well, that's okay. You're a good interview. It's making my life easy. I'm just asking you questions, and you go off on tangents. It's wonderful. Keep it up. <laughs> that's why they like having me on the other uh, on the Vintage Rebellion podcast as well. I think that's a great okay. podcast, man. Talk about something professional. They're like yeah. five hours every day. It's nuts, man. They got uh-huh. like a billion hours. It's great podcast. Oh, uh, mate, I uh, I was on their very first one. And oh, nice. I um. I was on one. Of I. I didn't think it would last, and this no reflection on them. I was just like, when I heard it, I was like, you can't do that each month. You know, you just can't. How do you do it? I mean, I I barely have enough time to sort of 
Well, I don't have any time, to be honest. So, no, kudos to them and, and to you as well, you know. Anybody who's prepared to give up their time to do something like that, to entertain others, is a, is a good egg in my book. Well, it's fine. You're, it's fun, and you're on right now, so you're doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the podcast thing, but I'm so not structured, man. I mean, like, I'll throw in, like, audio clips, and it sounds okay, but some of these that are out are just, oof, like, the Vintage Rebellion pod or the Vintage pod and the... the yeah. TVR, uh, yeah. the Chivecast, yeah, they're just, uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, I'm nothing like that, and mine comes out when it comes out, but some folks listen, so that's a good thing. <laughs> but remember what you said about collecting? Everybody's podcast can be different, that's but it's right. how you want it to be, and to be honest, as long as people listen, and that's the most important thing. I think they listen. I don't know, man. I need a guy that knows how to work Apple, because I don't. I'm like a... <laughs> For the for the list, uh, I don't know. I, I all that stuff. Te- I used to think I was techn- technically minded, but I'm not. My well, little, see, I think I am, man. Thing. But I can't figure out how to figure out how many people listen. So I don't know. It could be one. It could be eighty. But people keep talking to me, so they got to be out you there can't somewhere. Can't be doing too bad. <laughs> well, uh, oh, did you like ICCC? And can you give a personal story of something fun that happened that weekend for you? Um, yes, I did. Let me see. I think something fun. To be honest, I didn't give him a the, chance to even think about this. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, the, from the, the hip, did anything fun happen? <laughs> it's it's hard. The, the the problem with anything like this, and I, I I've had it for the the the, cele- the two celebrations that I've done recently as well, the UK and the the Orlando one, is that they're only as much fun because I'm I'm working that you know that it's. I wish there was two me's at the uh, the celebrate you know there was the one that did the job and then the one that got to hang around and be the fan yep. you know um, and I just catch myself sort of I just get tired and it just it just it you know I I power down I think towards the end of the day when really I want to be powering up and going off and having beers and drinking copious amounts so um <laughs> I actually so agree. I, I didn't get to hang out as much as I wanted either, man. Yeah, well, no, I saw you, mate. You were whizzing around on your golf cart and, <laughs> you know, geez, I, I think I saw you the first morning and that was about it. So, um, so That's yeah. Right. I got so, lots so of help this year. We'll hang out. Yeah. I'll it come was sell fun. acrylics for you. <laughs> it, was, it was fun because I got to meet people and talk to people and... I mean, I had a few guys on the store. I mean, it was quite funny. I mean, I don't know how funny this is, but I, I made me chuckle anyway. So I had um, Lee, Lee over from Australia, and he was on the store. Um, and one guy came up and sort of uh, said to Lee, you Ian? And Lee was like, nah, mate. Obviously in an Australian accent. And then uh, and then sort of pointed at me. And the guy says, oh. And then Lee says, oh, you know, can I help you? And uh, the guy goes, nah, I don't want to talk to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know that that made me chuckle. Yeah. It's not, the, it's not, not, not the funniest anecdote I think I've ever told in my life, but it made me chuckle. I liked it, man. So <laughs> everybody wants to talk to Ian or Lane. Lane is Lane. Yeah, Lane. Lane. The reason why we're saying Lane and Lane and Ian spells his name is spelled I A I N. So, uh, with the invention of caps lock and computers and whatnot, it's sometimes mm-hmm. difficult to distinguish for the normals. 
It does. It's it's Scottish for Ian, and it's been the bane of my entire life. That's all right. It makes you special. I like that. <laughs> oh, definitely. My mum always used to say that I was special. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, that was a great interview. But before I let you go, I need your IC Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom. Since IC Star Wars is focused on vintage Star Wars items, our guests like you will be some of the most knowledgeable collectors around. I have asked <laughs> every guest to give up one collecting tip. It can be anything from what to look for in the wild to these are all the very known variations of Kenner cards. Something I have learned from personal experience in this hobby is that every single collector knows solid info about something, but no collector knows everything. And if we all keep learning from each other, then the community will grow, and that's what it is to be IC. So... What is the Ian Sanderson IC Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom? Well, I definitely don't know everything. That that is definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and and the more that the hobby grows, the less I seem to know. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, God knows how many red bar, skinny legged, uh, you know, Mongo beef heads yoga, I've sold. Yoga in my... leg, yellow pad. Uh. <laughs> I mean, seriously, some of the variations. And listen, I get it. You know, we've all got 96 figures or however many figures we want. We all want to buy something else. So we're all happy to convince ourselves that we need a skinny-legged biker scout next to our regular-legged biker scout. You know? Um, (laughs) So that, I, I, I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday and I was like, I, I, it scares me now to put sales posts up in case I've just sold something that's, you know, amazing. Oh, you, you know? want to know a terrible one? You want to know what I did the other day, man? Before Go you on. give your pearl of wisdom? It's horrible. <laughs> so anyway, I bought some Lily Letty figures down in Mexico, right? Yeah. And uh, just because I go down to Mexico every single year. So I was walking around some, like, dumpy toy shop that's at the rock show that's, like, it's, like, half rocks and, like, half a blown-out building, but, like, a bunch of people meet there to do a flea market, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I'm walking around. I find an R2-D2, 30 bucks. Grab it, throw it in the bag, buy it from the guy, whatever. I end up having it. It's in a bin for, like, a year and a half, you know? Because that happens with some stuff. Because it's like, well, that was cheap for a Letty R2. That's dirt yeah. cheap, you know? So I send it off to AFA because it was really clean. So and when do you see an Letty R2 that's really clean? Mm. It comes back from AFA, and I look at it in the case. It got like a 65 or something. It wasn't that nice, I guess. But still, for a Letty, a 65 is like, yeah. Oh. But um, so I look at it, and uh, on the back, there's like, uh, you know the paint test when they do that mm. crosshatch? Mm. So I'm like, oh, you know what? So I ask a couple of my Letty friends, and they're like, well, you know, there's nothing on that right now. And uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't know of them doing that, right? So yeah. what happens is I sell it in a flash sale, for right? Like cheap, uh, just well not cheap, but still I did well. It was a Letty R2, you know, it was probably like yeah. 150 bucks or something in the AFA case. But um, anyway, so I sell it cheap, and before I even ship it, I get an email from one of my guys down in Mexico that goes, "Dude, don't sell that Letty R2." <laughs> he goes, "It's a paint test. It's a scratch test. They used to send them off to Kenner." Kenner would do the tests in America and then send them back. We just interviewed the guy who used to do it. Like, I literally just. And I was like, oh. And so I uh, I still shipped it and everything, and I closed the deal and everything, because I'm not that guy. Yeah. You can't be that guy, 
You know what well, I mean? Well, no, you know what happens to that guy if he does something yeah. like that? Rooted <laughs> off of every uh, every Star Wars group in yeah, the Yeah, sure enough. But you can't be that guy. <laughs> but still, do I kick myself for not looking hard? Yeah. So what do I do now? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, well, I like, don't sell any of it. I just put it nah. in the bin, man. I only sell like good carded figures or stuff that I like. Am sure, you know. <laughs> and uh, well, do you know, I've got the absolute opposite of that story that works in my favour. So there was the. Do, do you remember a, the Dewey Shoemate auction? No. No, it was around the sort of time when people migrated from um, RS to Facebook. So there was sort of fifty-fifty, I think. And um, it was done by Max Webster up in, it was, I think it was Cincinnati way. Anyway, Dewey Shoemate was one of the engineers who worked on Star Wars. Okay. So he had lots of, he had lots of engineering pilots and things like that. And there was also some of the tools that he used and there was like signs and things like that. Um, so it was all up online and it was one of those where you bid early and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there was this bunch of figures, and he'd, he'd sent a lot of it to Tom, I think, for Tom to have a look at it, um, or at least AFA, I don't know if it was Tom personally, but, um, right. and so they had all the, this, and they just had this bunch of figures, and it, you know, I mean, they'd just been, apparently they were just sort of, you know, random figures that they'd found in his, in his house and bundled together. Mm-hmm. So everybody was off bidding on the, the other things, and I picked this, um, this bunch of figures up for $70. And I was like, I was well chuffed with that. Even if, you know, they'd, they'd been owned by him. I was thinking, oh, I'll just put something together and, you know, I'll, I'll probably distribute a couple of them around friends who've got focuses on those. Right. Um, anyway, they arrived with me. And I, the, the, one of the first ones I open is the C-3PO. And it's got that scratch test, the, the chrome, the sort of cross-hatching. Yeah. And so I'm like, hmm, that, that's odd. You know, yeah. and so I put it up on R, on RS, and yeah, lo and behold, it it was a, a chrome test because it the, the the actual cross hatching matched um, other examples. So I paid seventy dollars for this set of figures, and um, it was worth a fair bit more than that. So nice. So so there you go. So so it comes and goes, unfortunately. Sometimes you win. And sometimes you don't. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you know what? It wasn't a Boba Fett, so at least it wasn't, like, in my focus. I would be crushed still. Oh, man. Hey, something like that on Boba Fett, that really would go crazy. That would be cool. Crazy. So, Pearl of Wisdom. Yes, your Pearl of Wisdom. Hey, good thing you're keeping us on track. I know. You want to have a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I say I've got far too much fun as it is. Um, Just be patient. But patience for me is the key. I, um... I mean, I've been doing this now for 12 years, 10, 12 years, mm-hmm. and I've seen large numbers of people come in and out of the hobby, and they come in, they get excited, they've got money to spend, or, you know, they've got spare time on their hands, and they get engrossed in it, and, you know, they're buying packages here, there, and everywhere, they're not really keeping up with what they're buying, they're not, they're massively overpaying for things. Um, you know, and they're just not doing the research and they're not taking their time to analyze what they're getting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I see some sales posts up on here on, to be fair, not much on the ICC, but on eBay and places like that with people posting stuff up and I'm like, 
dude, you, you, you're asking, you know, twice the amount for that. And then all of a sudden I see one of these guys come in and go, oh, I'll take it. And I'm like, you sort of want to sort of shake him and say, mate, you, you've doubled the price for that. And then the problem comes is that they do slowly start getting this knowledge and research. And then they start looking at their collection and it's, you know, oh, man, I paid hundred dollars more for that than I should have done or mm-hmm. you know I was sold that as a you know a super duper skinny leg red bar and it's not a super duper skinny leg red bar you know yeah. um and it kind of it kind of wears them off the hobby you know yeah because it, there's nothing for for a lot of us the the, the 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 good thing about buying things is that you try buy it below market price or at least you don't overpay, you know. Some things you overpay because you just have to have them. But as a rule, you try not to overpay. And then these guys are set on their collection, and it's like, well, I can't even move it on for what I paid for it, right. you know. Yeah. So that would be my pearl of wisdom: is just take your time, do your research. I mean, Google's your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of times I see people ask questions, I'm thinking. It's taken you longer to type that question out than if you just put it put it into Google, you know. <laughs> um, so just do your research, and it's not a race, you know. There were billions of these yeah. things released, billions, literally billions, and everything pretty much that you want, certainly when you're starting out at least, is out there. You know, yeah. at the price that you can afford to pay, and that will be a good price for you to pay. So there yeah. you go. The wisdom. Perfect. Oh, and uh, obviously buy acrylic cases because that make everything look better. Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, anything? I've just my next question, my final question. Anything you want to plug? Obviously, Ian's display accessories. <laughs> shoot us out a web address and stuff like that, brother. So, well, if I sorted out a website, I tell you, what, someone did me a really good little post on the IC one hundred and one the other day of where to catch me so i've got the ebay shop i've got facebook page and the acrylics got its own website but one day i will have everything on the same website um go to any ic page folks uh imperialcommissary.com or else you can go to like he was saying www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash icsw101 that's our ramp up group for people just getting into the hobby and uh you can go to any star wars group and you just say hey who's got the (laughs) acrylic stance (laughs) yeah And and within two minutes Someone will Someone will find Ian for you, so don't worry about it. Just go ahead and post up. I will um, find you. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome, brother. Thank you so much for being on the 12th episode of IC Star Wars. I really appreciate it. Pleasure, and thanks for having me, Mike. I'll see you uh, up in Chicago. See you at the meet We'll do indeed. All right, brother. Have a great night. Thank you, Ian. You too. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Bye. strong this one. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of IC Star Wars. I can't wait to come back and do episode 13. If you need to reach me, you can find me through www.imperialcommissary.com or you can find me on Instagram at Nashville. You can find me on Twitter at Nashville. You can find the convention website at www.icnashville.com. You can find the uh, convention Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash 
iccollectorscon. Uh, you can also find the Facebook event page at www.facebook.com forward slash iccc2019. You can email me at musiccityhavens at gmail.com. And anything you need at all, feel free to reach out. And if you find a boba that I want, please, please reach out. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Have a great month however long it's going to take and i will see you in chicago hopefully i'll get an episode or two out before then but if not i will see you at celebration chicago so may the force be with you i see star wars a podcast for collectors by collectors (laughs) 